G'day humans, what's a good word? Chris Bundy here with Freddy's Alex for another edition of Wrestling All Style Weekly Wrestling Wrap. Alex, how are you, mate? I'm feeling fantastic, mate. Um, this was a pretty laid-back wrestling week, so I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, so, firstly off the top, um, we're making some changes behind the scenes to the schedule um, now that work's quiet down a bit. Uh, I've been working mostly days instead of nights, which has made it hard for myself and Alex to record regularly. Um, we've figured out a schedule, and we're hoping that'll work a lot better for the upload schedule as well. Yeah, yeah. Some changes obviously needed to be made um, for, for you fans, you humans that want to listen to us. We aren't getting our product out there as much as we would like. But, yeah, sometimes life gets in the way, and I really appreciate all you humans that can understand that. Yeah, sometimes 50-hour work week happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, thanks for your patience for that. And moving on to the wrestling itself. Alex, apart from the, uh, the four events we mainly cover here now, did you happen to catch any Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, or Impact Wrestling from the past week? Uh, I watched Impact. It was... I, I don't know why I keep doing it to myself. Like, maybe there's one redeemable segment every week. But now there's, like, Kenny's not even showing up in Impact anymore. So it's like, why do I even bother? Um <laughs> So there's something I forgot to talk about on last week's episode, and I think I sort of just cut it just because we were running so long because of all the Rumble chat. I watched the WWE Superstar Spectacle. The what in the what now? I was positive you wouldn't have even known this happened. <laughs> um, the Superstar Spectacle was a special like event with... WWE superstars and their NXT Indian superstars for Indian television to celebrate Indian Republic Day. This was the weirdest show I've ever watched. And it wasn't even that bad. Yeah, so was it basically um, like when they do the Australian tours, it was just highlights of the Aussie WWE wrestlers mixed in with some uh, Aussie photos and media and stuff? No, so this was a full-on show featuring pretty much like one well-known American star against a lesser-known Indian star. And it was filmed a couple of weeks ago at the Thunderdome. Like, this was just the weirdest thing ever. You had Finn Balor defeat a fella named Guru Raj. You had these... You had Rey Mysterio and Ricochet team up with these two gigantic Indian men who were trained by the great Kali, so you got high expectations already. Dilsha Shanky and Giant Zangir against... Uh, you know, Cesaro, Dolph, Corbin, Nakamura. It was really weird because they must have filmed this before Nakamura turned face, but he was acting heel here. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
You had AJ Styles defeating a Indian fella named Jeet Rama. You had Charlotte Flair and Serena Sandu defeating Bailey and Natalia. And the big main event, huge, should have been like headlines everywhere. Drew McIntyre and Indus Share defeated the Bollywood Boys and the returning, the GOAT, the Maharaja Jinder Mahal. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dare I ask, is this on the WWE Network or the uh, Nefarious Means Network? This is on the WWE Network. Wow. Um, That's just so odd. It's such a weird show, but, like, they did a fantastic job of, like, making you care a little bit about these Indian wrestlers that you've never heard of before. The biggest issue I had with it is that they had a Hindi commentator on there with Michael Cole and Corey Graves, and this Hindi commentator clearly, like, English isn't his specialty. So, like, Michael Cole and Corey Graves would be like, oh, what did you think of that move right there? Yes. <laughs> yes, good. Like old um, Yoshi Tatsu on the New Japan English commentary. <laughs> it was exactly that now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, there was actually, this was actually a really fun show to watch. Just so you can sort of... I recommend it to those that want to check out some different superstars. And honestly, this just put a spotlight on the superstars you already know. Like, showing how good they are. Because a lot of these Indian wrestlers are fairly green. And, like, AJ Styles and Finn Balor, not surprisingly, able to carry these dudes to some sensational matches. Did Ricochet and Ray do any, like, high-flying double-team moves during their um, four-man tag match? Yeah, so they they were doing a lot of that stuff. There was lots of... Because they were teaming up with two seven-foot-tall Indian fellas, uh, there was lots of spots of, like, climbing up their giant tag partner and jumping off them or, like, all that sort of stuff. Like what Ray and Big Show or, and all that used to do back in the day if they ever teamed up. Ah, very good. Might be one I go and uh, put on in the background while I do some upper work. That's but, the perfect use of this show. Yeah. I suppose we should get down to it. Uh, WWE NXT. <laughs> oh, God. Um, February... The third, uh, again, from the Capital Wrestling Center uh, with Beth Phoenix, Wade Barrett, and Big Joseph on commentary. Starts off women's Dusty Classic semi-final match. Dakota, um, the big lady, cool, Raquel Gonzalez, and the heartbreak kick Dakota Kai defeat Casey Canzara and Caden Carter. A singles match where Austin Fury with Johnny Gargano defeated Leon Ruff. A... Dusty Rhodes men's tag team quarterfinal match where Leggero Del Fantasma, Joaquin Wild, and Raul Mendoza defeated Lucha House Party, Grand Metalik, and Lince Dorado. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Lucha House Party lose a quarterfinal match already? 
No, no, they just lost a Raw tag title match like two days before this, though. That's what I must be thinking of. My apologies. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's really weird. Like, they bring him on to Raw just to lose, but then you're meant to take him as a threat on NXT. It's just counterproductive. A women's match where Tony Storm defeated Jesse Kamara, who had Robert Stonebrand in her corner. A NXT Cruiserweight Championship match. This one's for the purple strap. Uh, Santos Escobar with Lagoa Del Fantasma in his corner. The champion defeated Kurt Stallion. And in the main event, Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa defeated the Undisputed Era members Cole and Strong to advance in the Dusty Rhodes Men's Tag Team Classic. Uh, any quick thoughts there, Alex? Yeah, a lot of dusty cups here. Um, perhaps you any... put them in the dishwasher. Waka, waka, waka. Was there any dusty finishes, though? <laughs> no, no. Um, that's what they should do. Just, like, the whole thing just finishes up with, like, two dusty finishes. Um, the main event on NXT was quite fun. Like, Thatcher and Champa against, you know, Cole and Strong. Like, obviously, four incredible, talented guys. So, yeah, that was that's worth checking out for those that haven't seen it. Cruiserweight title matches worth checking out. Unfortunately, like, I say this all the time. Uh, matches are secondary to me. I, I want a compelling story, and there just isn't that in NXT at the moment for me. But... A certain Viking Canadian made his return or debut, as it may be, to NXT. Oh yes, yes, we forgot about that. Wasn't that worth advertising in advance? Yes, yes. Um, that was actually really good, though. His promo with with Balor and Dunn. It, I had to spin my wheels a bit to try to figure out what you mean Viking Canadian. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, that promo was fantastic, though, wasn't it? Yeah, um, if anyone hasn't guessed it yet, we're, of course, referring to Edge. Yeah, I just... What I hated was that Beth sort of laid off off of commentary for it. I would have loved it if, like, Beth was like, oh, no, Adam, don't challenge him. He'll snap your fingers. Oh, no, 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 he'll stomp on you. Don't challenge him. No, Adam. <laughs> I think, like, her and Renee are sort of damned if they do, damned if they don't, because it is a matter of public opinion who they are uh, married to. So you either get um, Beth's case here where she didn't really say much, or you get the Renee case on Raw a few years ago where she's actually involved in the Dean Ambrose attacks. Mm. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Always the devil's advocate you are for good reason. Um, yes, the advocate of the devil's favourite demon, Kane. Get in the rumble, son. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I thought this whole Edge promo, all this made me really want to see, and I might be alone on this, I really want to see him just be like, yep, I'm here to challenge the best champion, the hardest champion. I want to have the best possible match. Give me Walter. I might be alone in that, but I think Edge versus Walter would be amazing. 
I agree with you. I just don't see them doing that for a Rumble winner. <laughs> no, Although, no. It'd be so out of left field and ridiculous. But if uh, I would like him to at least acknowledge that there is another champion. So just briefly, uh, Super Bowl happened this past Monday for us Aussies. Did you happen to catch a former 24-7 champions performance there? Yes. So um, <laughs> someone goes into the record books as the first person to ever go into a Super Bowl as a former WWE title holder and come out a Super Bowl champion. So he, along with Steve Mongo McMichael, are the only two people in the world who have Super Bowl rings and have held a title that is currently active in the WWE. What's Mongo's? Uh, he was US? the WC, yeah, the WCW US champion, which the WWE United States title acknowledges that lineage. So goes all the way back to the seventies with the NWA, I believe. Yes. But, um, just quickly uh, before we go into final NXT thoughts here, the stadium. How do you think the WWE is going to go with their stadium for Mania in Tampa Bay because they're using the a stadium that was used this past week for the Super Bowl? Um, I think it's going to be... It's going to be a lot different. I think they'll be able to space out the fans a lot more safely because they'll have more room. Like, because they'll be on the field as well, the fans. Yep. Um, my biggest issue is it might look jarring on TV with lots of empty spaces. Yeah, or you could do what the new um, New Japan has done and put like that. Um, every second row is now just an empty space of seats. There's no seats there, so it does still look full on TV. Yeah, that's possible too. Um, so on the floor, you're just taking out every second row of seats and creating more space. But I don't know. We could just have people sitting next to cardboard cutouts. Yeah, <laughs> never know. Um, Overall, NXT this week, um, thumbs thumbs sideways. Yeah, thumbs in the middle for me as well. Um, the match quality was fantastic. There was one really good promo. There's just not a story that I can sink my teeth into yet. Um, for myself, I think the Edge thing was um, sort of an under-deliver of something so big being promised, and it's just like, oh, okay. I liked I liked them doing it because it made sense for Edge's character to be, like, so opportunistic. He's studying all of his options. He's letting everyone know that he's thinking of him, but you'll never really know what his answer is yet. Like, it kind of makes sense for the history of the Edge character. Yeah, I agree with that too. Um, what about AEW Dynamite the same night titled beach break this is a bit different from last year what happened yeah well someone in stanford connecticut decided to trademark bash at the beach now i thought cody had brought that trademark back yeah there was some like thing about wwe could make a case to argue that the trademark was invalid and they basically did that 
uh, it's all legal mumbo jumbo. I don't really understand, but yeah, WWE pretty much got it back. Ah, uh, okay then. Well, let's get into the results itself, which saw an AEW World Tag Team number one contendership battle royal won by Inner Circle members Chris Jericho and MJF, who defeated the Young Bucks, Dark Order members Reynolds and Silver, Jurassic Express members Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, Top Flight, The Acclaimed, Private Party, Dark Order members Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, Inner Circle members Jake Hager and Sammy Guevara, and Inner Circle members Ortiz and Santana. All right. Already got a complaint. Sorry, I know we usually wait for you to read all the results. No, no, go ahead, my friend. Wasn't the match the week before to determine which member, which team in the inner circle can challenge for the titles? So then, why are all three teams in the number one contender battle royal? Um, Alex. Also, who are the um, AEW tag team champions at the moment? Yeah, but they explained that. They explained <laughs> that really good the week before. Why? Because they wanted to win it so they could choose their own opponents because the opponents they wanted aren't in the company. Ah, okay then. They they want they sort of teased that they wanted the good brothers. Ah, fair enough. Um yeah, this this sort of felt unneeded. Plus, putting all three Inner Circle members back in there, I think, to me, was a bit a bit much. If it had just been Jericho and MJF and you said, well, they're the team that won the Inner Circle uh, match, so they're going to be the team representing Inner Circle tonight and only had one of the Dark Order teams in there instead. Yeah, my point exactly. Um, going on through the rest of the results here, we have... Dr. Britt Baker with Rebel defeating Thunder Rosa by referee's decision. Awesome match. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> A tag team match where Paige and Hardy defeat Chaos Project, uh, Luther and Serpentico in under five minutes. A lumberjack match where Lance Archer with Jake Roberts defeated Eddie Kingston. And in the main event, the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, the Impact Tag Team Champions, along with Kenny Omega the AEW World Champion, defeat Death Triangle, that's Puck, Ray Phoenix, and their teammate, John Moxley. Um, my memory's a little hazy here, but who pinned who in this match? I think it was uh, Omega pinned... Was it Phoenix? Yeah, I think it was... Yeah, Omega on Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> a, bit, a bit of a, a stark difference from... Uh, what old Impact put together on their show. Yeah, well, Impact superstars are getting put over more against AEW guys on AEW television than on their own. Um, yeah, uh, can we just say Death Rider Triangle? Yeah, yeah. That, that's, <laughs> why did they not say that? Did they say that in the commentary? They should have. Um I don't know what the hell AEW are doing with Thunder Rosa. Oh, I thought oh, it was I... <laughs> it was easily Britt Baker's best match. I agree with you there. I agree it was a good match. However, 
I still think there's so much upside to Funderosa. Why are you having her lose by referee's decision? I think there's a bigger story. Yeah. I think I think it's the first of many chapters. I could be wrong though. I've been wrong before. <laughs> Plans change. Card subject to change. <laughs> yeah. Um I suppose the major thing coming out of uh this night was a certain um former classmate of uh, one John Moxley making their debut on AEW. Yeah, this was... Uh, did you have this spoiled for you before you watched it? Uh, yeah, I believe so, because I work until like six that day, so by the time I get home, I'm watching it nearly 12 hours delayed. Yeah, um, I've actually watched it live for a change, which was nice. Um, um bitch. Yeah. I saw the, like, last two matches live. Um, which, by the way, Archer and Eddie Kingston was actually really good. But Archer shouldn't be wrestling with the shirt on. Um, <laughs> I, I, this Kenta thing just blew my mind, man. I didn't think it would happen. And they've done such a good job of making me think it's never going to happen. Yeah. I, I'm excited for the match, but at the same time... I'm not. I just want the belt off box because they've done nothing with the guy for the better part of 12 months. They should just have Kenta beat Moxley on Dynamite. <laughs> it'd, it'd do so much more for New Japan viewership than Kenta beating Moxley on their own show because <laughs> there'll be more eyes on the product. Yeah. Um, overall, I'd say thumbs up AEW this week. Um they get my point for the Wednesday war. Oh, big time. Yeah. I've, they're smashing it, like, compared to their opposition. Do you have the um, US ranking uh, ratings there for this past week? Uh, no, but off the top of my head, I think it was, like, 800,000-something AEW to 600,000-something for NXT. Yeah, off the, off the top of my head, I remember it being around 600,000 for NXT with Edge being announced in advance versus, yeah. I believe it was, yeah, eight or 900,000 around high eights, low nines for um, Dynamite. Yeah, it, it's really one-sided. I Like a year and a half in, I did not expect this to be this one-sided. Yeah, it's amazing that the the pandemic has actually made the AEW product a bit better for my liking. Agreed. Yeah, and the pandemic, on the other hand, has made the NXT pro- product infinitely worse. Because you you never like you kind of knew it, but you never fully understood with NXT how big of a Factor the full sale crowd plays into each of their shows, and the fact they um they burnt through three champions like two were no part of their own and one was just poor force um foresight. They took the belt off Cole to give to Lee, who was called up shortly after. I think Lee did Lee vacate it or he lost it to Killian. He, he lost it to Carrion Cross. What did I say? Killian again, but that's your that's your deal. You keep calling him Killian. Because I know it's not killer. Yes. 
Um, and then he got injured and had to vacate. And then they put on Finn, who got injured and has just sort of been moping around, popping up here and there whenever he feels like. Yeah. Um, I've got the ratings up now. 610,000 NXT, 844,000 for AEW. Ooh. Do you have, like, a list of the um the past couple of weeks to see how many weeks in a row AEW? Oh, it, it's been months now, I think. I, I think the last time NXT won was Halloween Havoc, from my memory. Whoa, man. Speaking of NXT, what the hell are you guys thinking? Vengeance Night? Where the hell St. Valentine's Day Massacre? Get the hell out! So, apparently, they their sponsors don't feel comfortable with them using the word massacre. Okay. Uh, let's see, let's see. St. Valentine's Day, St. Valentine's Night Brawl? The St. Valentine's Day kerfuffle. St. Valentine's Day vengeance? Yeah, vengeance night is so weird. It should If you're just going to go with that, just call it vengeance by itself. Because at least there's a bit of history there. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to bring that point up. Uh, what the WWE sponsors are and aren't comfortable with, if you look into some stuff, is uh, rather weird. Exactly. Okay. Um, let's go on something else. WWE. Some Macaf down on a Fox. Did you watch? Um, I saw little bits here and there. Had a busy Saturday. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so Dominic with Ray defeat King Corbin. Cesaro defeats Daniel Bryan. Bailey defeats Ruby Wright to with Liv Morgan in Ruby's corner. A non-title tag team match where Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode defeated uh, Shorty, Chad Gable, and Otis. And in the main event, an Intercontinental Triple Threat match where Big E, the champ, defeats Apollo Cruz and Sami Zayn to retain. Yeah, uh, Cesaro and Daniel Bryan had the best four-minute match I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> They're just like, how long we got? Four minutes? Sweet. We're going to do four minutes, then hit our finish and go home. <laughs> it's so insane how good Cesaro is. Like, every little action he does in that ring just blows your mind. Like, yeah. like <laughs> he's winning now, so... Fingers crossed that leads to something, but for all you know, it's just Daniel Bryan being like, I'm on my last legs. Let's give old Cesaro a bit of a rub here. Yeah, I'd have to agree there as well. Um, I thought overall this SmackDown was sort of nothing. Um, Bryan match was good. The Intercontinental Freeway to sort of be the um, main event match was good, but other than that, SmackDown... As much as it's carrying WWE, it doesn't have a high bar to clear. No, this was one of their uh, less exciting SmackDowns in a bit. Um, You had Edge show up and put Roman Reigns on notice as well. That was what it was. Um, Do you have a preference for who Edge should challenge at WrestleMania? If the three champions stay the same going to Mania? Yeah. 
So I doubt it's going to be Walter because Lord knows what the traveling schedule is going to be like for him to yeah. come over to Mania with um, the pandemic still the way it is in the US and the UK. I just want to see the match. I don't care how they get it to happen. I don't care if it's for a title or not. I want to see it. What about Hector Survivor Series? Yeah, that that would be great. Yeah. Um, Finn, I think that'd be a really good, interesting match. However, I don't know what the hell they're doing with Finn and what they're doing with NXT. And I don't like I can see it already being done. Yeah. As a way to get the title off Finn. And I don't think they want to go edge there. Yeah. And, and I can't, for all extensive purposes, say I hated what Charlotte did by challenging Rhea Ripley for the NXT title. I can't say I hated it and then want Edge to do it, the exact same thing. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, please don't let it be, Finn. Um, Raw, I think, what's his name? Um, McIntyre will have his challenger set up coming out of the chamber in a couple of weeks. But I think um, think um, he's going to challenge Roman, Spear versus Spear. It's sort of the big marquee match they like to advertise to all their sponsors and get people to sign up to the network. Look, it's Edge. He's wrestling again. You like Edge. Why not yeah. buy WWE Network on Peacock for $40? I, I might cop a bit of heat for this, but as much as that match is probably the most likely option, I think that it should be Drew because... Edge needs to win that title at WrestleMania, in my opinion. And I don't think Roman should drop his yet. I think he should have a long title reign. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I I think he should hold it all the way until next year's Mania, and hopefully by then Big E's ready, and and you have Roman drop it to an up-and-coming sort of Big E. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking, um... Drew was going to hold on to it for most of the year, but he had that weird period where he lost it to Randy. Yeah. For two um, weeks for no reason, because then he got it back and still lost to Roman at Survivor Series. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and plus, I feel like there are actually viable challenges ready on SmackDown for Roman, like in the babyface department. Like, I can think of, like... Shin's almost there. Shinsuke's almost there. But Daniel Bryan's ready for Roman. Please don't call him that. Yeah. <laughs> Shin. Uh, thanks, Michael Cole. Um, Terrible person. Um, yeah, so I think Shinsuke and Daniel Bryan more so are ready for a shot at Roman. But on the heel side on Raw, who's ready for Drew? Like, what mania opponent is there? And there's no chance in hell that Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre is WrestleMania ready, in my opinion. Hey, it only has to go five seconds. Yeah, well, if that's how it goes, that's fine then. But, um, yeah, that's why I think because there's nothing really set up on Raw, they're going to heat someone up in the chamber and then have them take someone out at um, fast lane like, attack um i don't know whoever drew's friends with next month but enough talking about drew why not talk to drew with wwe raw 
Hi, Drew. <laughs> oh, man. Um, the only advertised match going into the night was a non-title match, Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre. Alex, did you watch Raw? I saw bits of it. Okay. Uh, my Foxtel was playing up hard this afternoon. <laughs> I decided to skip Raw this week. Um, just let us know what you saw then. All right. I saw a segment where Ric Flair cut a promo about the nature of his relationship with Lacey Evans. Did they mention that Lacey's a former Marine and a loving mother and wife and stuff? They pretty much said, this is just me training Lacey. What? And this isn't a sexual thing. This is nothing like that. But then he says, it's just casual. Woo! Um, he did cut a really good Ric Flair sort of promo and is like, the reason why I'm with her right now is because of all those times you told me to go to the back when I tried to be there for you, Charlotte, which I completely forgot all about. But yeah, there is some good storyline sense to it. And this was like a really good promo and it almost got me keen on this storyline, and then Charlotte comes out, cuts the promo, and she sounds like a despicable whiny heel. Um, like, just being like, Dad, you're embarrassing me, and all that sort of stuff. And it just makes her sound like a real piece of crap because she's being really mean to her dad. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun at all. No, no. Like, Ric Flair cut a good promo, but then it was ruined by his daughter. <laughs> Uh, anything else quickly? No. Honestly, no. <laughs> uh, um, main event was nothing, just DQs and all that sort of stuff. Um, there's going to be a chamber match with, oh God, I can't even remember off the top of my head. Uh, AJ, AJ, Jeff Hardy, Sheamus. Uh, probably Randy Orton, I guess. Uh, who else makes sense? Why does this sound like the 2010 main event scene plus AJ from TNA? <laughs> Jeff yeah, Hartley, Seamus, yeah. Randy yeah. Orton. <laughs> Ric Flair should get back at Charlotte by managing AJ Styles again, and then it's full 2010. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't you mean Fortune 2010? Yes, exactly. Yeah, so it's a WWE title elimination chamber match. Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles versus Sheamus versus The Miz. Dumb, why would you put the money in the bank winner holder in the elimination chamber? At least he's doing better than Otis. He still has it. I'm going to bring that up every time for the rest of the year because WWE booked themselves into a corner so badly. Yeah, the biggest problem was Roman Reigns coming back. I'll say that every time. If Otis cashed in on Braun Strowman or The Fiend, you can half kind of believe it. But this Roman character is untouchable. You can't mess with him. Yeah, um... I don't know. I might give Raw a go next week, uh, leading into the Chamber, I think. Uh, quickly, quickly, do you have time for a brief look at um, Vengeance Night? Yeah, let's have a little little gander. So, uh, this weekend, Vengeance Night, announced so far, is the 
Women's Dusty Cup final. Uh, it'll be Big Lady Cool Raquel Gonzalez and the Heartbreak Kick Dakota Kai versus a team that will be determined this week on NXT TV. The Men's Dusty Cup final will be determined this week on TV. The NXT Women's title will be uh, determined in a triple threat match. Io Shirai, the champion, versus Mercedes Martinez versus Tony Storm. Um, North American Championship match will see Johnny Gargano, the champion, defend against Kushida. And in the main event of TakeOver, most likely, the men's NXT championship, Finn Balor, the champion, will defend against Pete Dunne. Honestly, right. I thought they could have saved this for TakeOver Mania. Yeah, unless I'm thinking the reason they didn't is because Pete Dunne's going to win. And yeah. then they're going to do a, rape, a big rematch at TakeOver Mania. Yeah, that's true too. Um, um, I, I can say almost, yeah, I can say all three of these titles changing hands. I don't think they all will, but I could see an argument for it. I can see two of them. I think the North American title goes to Kushida, and I think the uh, men's title goes to Pete Dunne. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I would like to say either Mercedes or Tony hold that women's title, but I think that's more so a want instead of what I think will happen. Yeah, Eos, another NXT champ who's had an odd year. She's sort of just popping up here and there. Especially late in the year, she sort of seemed like there was weeks where she didn't appear. Yeah, I honestly don't recall the last time I saw her. Yeah, and you pay <laughs> yeah. a lot more attention to NXT than me. Yeah, and I'm, it might just be because she's been in things that are just not that memorable to me. Yeah. So does that make Johnny Gargano the true champion of NXT at the moment because he's there most weeks? Yeah, I think he's actually had a low-key sensational year. Yeah. Um, since turning heel and doing the stuff with Candice and he's indie. now got... Yeah, indie wrestling. I love it. No. That's, a, that's her new nickname. Terrible. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. Um <laughs> That being said, I suppose it's time to wrap up. Alex, where can the good humans find you? Uh, hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at Fruity is Alex. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at WrestleOzStyle with an AUS. Search us up on Facebook, Wrestling WrestlingOzStyle, and you can find Chris at... at I am Chris Funder as well. You can go back and listen to the entire Wrestling WrestlingOzStyle archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. Uh, the St. Valentine's Day kerfuffle is my final word. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>